0: Thank you for tuning into the I Grew Up Over 30 podcast. I'm your host, Dre, and I greet you in love. I hope you enjoyed the Love After series. I'm keeping it going with the interviews, and I am so honored to have my next guest on. This one here is Dope with the capital Dope. Allow me to introduce to you, family, licensed certified clinical social worker, owner and operator of Hearts and Mind Counseling, Paul Bashay Williams. He is a published author. He's been on HBO, BET, and TV One. He's been named one of the top therapists to follow on social media by Men's Health Magazine. Family, the man, the legend, and my therapist. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, as always.
1: No problem. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here. <laughs>
0: Um, So for this episode, I wanted to offer um, a bit of a different perspective on the development of young boys and insight from a man um, on how we can improve some very basic things to help raise up in touch, affectionate, divine masculines. Um, And also, I do want to talk about some red flags of some underdeveloped man boys and uh, when to run, (laughs) when to to let go uh, before you end up raising him. Um, So I saw this quote on Instagram um, and it was done by at Miss Brittany J. And I'll kind of ad lib what it is, Um, but she says, you be saying you want a man that cooks and cleans, but you won't buy your son a play kitchen and a play broom. You want boys to understand girls' bodies and the power of no, but you don't let them play with dolls. You spend all your check on name brands, but you won't buy your son a sewing machine. You out here falling over Chris Brown's dance moves, but your son can't be in dance class. You tell your son to stop crying and be a man, but you'll beg a 30-year-old man to be more sensitive so she goes on to say you spend so much energy making sure your sons don't grow up gay uh versus a cultured, tolerant respectful individual which mm-hmm. i think is important so what's your opinion on that
1: yeah that's that's so important and that's so spot on because you know we spend so much time trying to make someone be a certain thing and then we want something the opposite when they get older so that's exactly right i know my um my mother used to let me play whatever i want to play with so i had my sister had barbie and i had he man they played together so so, but it it was no thing like you can't play with them you can't do this you can't do that kind of like because we're exploring at that particular age so encouraging that and with guidance of course but i think it's important that we do that
0: absolutely um and i think like for myself for my sons um when I read it I was like hmm do I kind of do those things where I don't you know i I the girls had a kitchen set you know what I'm saying but I didn't think of it for my older my older son or you know where now I think that if my younger son asked for it I'd be like sure you know yep you sure can learn how a stove and an oven you know what I mean so that one kind of hit home for me but um I want to stay on it for a second because it leads kind of to my first question and how do you think are some ways that we foster these types of environments like I said for myself it kind of checked me with my parenting but how do you think like in everyday life moms don't do what your mom did
1: So I think for what, also I'll say this too, like my son had a kitchen set, right? Cause he saw me cooking, he wanted to emulate what I was doing. So he has his little kitchen and it also means that he can entertain himself. Like I have to be on him all the time, right? But I think we we gotta be the example is the number one thing and allowing them to kind of explore and be available for the questions that they have. Like if we're so afraid again of them learning to sew or or dancing and stuff like that, we're definitely sheltering them. And they're going to find out that these things aren't that bad, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to know how to do it. Like you said, they're going to grow up without these tools and skills. Like I learned how to cook. My father cooked, Mm -hmm. so I watched him cook. He cooked a couple things. I I know once once I got to college, I had to cook for myself. So Mm -hmm. when nobody cooking for me, I I did my trial and error by myself. Some things were horrible, but some things were good
0: right and it's like where she makes um where she makes the point about making sure that your sons don't grow up quick grow up gay she has also in um, parentheses whatever that means which is true like when women are dating men later on in life you be mad when he can't cook when he you know what i'm saying when he can't do certain things so it's it kind of goes back to that conditioning kind of early on to how it affects them later on in life. Um, So knowing that this is kind of impactful conditioning um, of these gender based roles, how, how impactful do you think they can be when, when we, when we, as mothers, you know, no, you can't play with that. No, you can't you know wear that no you can't participate in that you know that shit is gay that shit you know Mm -hmm. how does that kind of psychologically um help or not help fuck up (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it it definitely messes us up because we we think we can't touch these particular parts that we that are parts of us like my emotional side my sensitive side my feminine side of, of, of a man i can't touch it because i was told that that was not Okay, that was so that I was gay because I like to dress, or I was gay because I like to cook. I was gay because I like to do certain things when really that's part of human nature. Mm-hmm. I learned how to cook, um, like style and clothes, whatever it is, like that that's that's it's nothing wrong with that. Right. But again, if you tell me that I can't touch these emotions, and then here I am at 30 something years old or 20 something years old, and I don't know how to feel, and so now if I hurt a woman but I'm not in touch with my emotions, how can I really connect with hers as opposed to it being foreign and I can't really cater to her needs or her emotions because I'm not allowed to touch mine.
0: Right, right. And I feel like when we put those kind of stereotypes of gender-based like roles in in a family or in a household, it teaches young boys like that women are just supposed to do this, Mm -hmm all that they're supposed to do and if boys do it then it makes them this so mm-hmm. then later on we also have the side of men that um that have like these homophobic kind of ways of being you know what i'm saying um a lot of people tend to act out on transgenders you know what i'm saying they don't understand it is some they consider it some weird shit just because of some some early on conditioning that that's not mm-hmm not supposed to do that boys can't do that girls can't do that it only boys only girls type stuff so Mm -hmm. um i feel like it has a lot to do with that then then boys end up um falling into this mindset that is detrimental simply put you know what i'm saying um shit i i guess i just watch a lot of svu so Mm -hmm. i see like they play out a lot of scenarios that you don't think about that is now I, in my part of my healing and we go into a lot of times you ask me, where does that come from? So I'm always analyzing some shit, you know, on there, like, where did that come from? And then yeah. you see, you know, these thought processes when the kids say, well, I thought it was OK, or um, maybe they didn't participate, but they didn't say something, you know, what I mean, like this mm-hmm. type of conditioning. It's
1: no joke for real. Yeah, I was in a we took a class in college called a human sexuality class, right? And so they interviewed, I think it was maybe like a hundred men who who considered themselves straight, but they had them watch homosexual um porn. Mm-hmm. But they had they tested their bodies to see their arousal level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like 80% of them got aroused. They were intrigued by it. And so they didn't really understand why they were intrigued by it because they've been running from the exploration of just the thought process of it, of what's going on, that they've really missed an opportunity to be in touch with that. That also, it doesn't mean that they're gay. doesn't mean they want to participate, but they saw that something happened in them that they neglected maybe growing up because we go through those stages. Again, I don't want to get too clinical, but we go (laughs) to different stages of exploration growing up. And then we get to decide what we like. But if you never, ever even have that thought process and make that decision, sometimes that decision is made for you. Right. <laughs> and and you upset, like, where's this coming from? And then you beating yourself up and then you're beating up other people who you're afraid to get connect with right. because you think you want people to think that I'm I'm not gay, I'm not this. So let me go beat up on someone who is.
0: Right, um, so. Let me let me bring it back a little bit. I want to read something to you. So um Music Soul Child, mm-hmm. song Teach Me. So hopefully I'm not violating any copyright <laughs> by reading it and not, not playing it. But so um the the two verses he says, I was told the true definition of a man was to never cry, work till you tired, got to provide. Always be the rock for my fam. Protect and by all means and give you all the things that you need. Our relationship is suffering, trying to give you what I never had. You say I don't know how to love you. Well, I say show me the way. I keep my feelings deep inside. I shadow them with my pride. I'm trying desperately. Baby, just work with me. I'm trying not to sing it. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: should have sang it. You should have sang it.
0: (laughs) So, the second verse, he says, I was always taught to be strong. Never let them think you care at all. Let no one get close to me. Before you and me, I didn't share things with you, girl, about my past that I've never told to anyone else. Just keep it to myself. I know I lack affection and expressing my feelings. It took me a minute to come and admit it. But, oh, uh, but see, I'm really trying to change. I want to love you better. I'm trying desperately. Please work with me. Mm-hmm. So, when the song came out, it was a jam. I mean, it still right. is. Right, right. Truly, but he kind of talks about that conditioning. I mean, he says, "I was never told what love was. Mm-hmm. I, I was just told that this, as a man, is what I'm supposed to do." Mm-hmm. Um, he he does. He admits that there's no connection of love, that he just doesn't know how to do that, that being right. strong is not expressing love.
1: Right.
0: That this is all my role is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also admits and acknowledges that he has feelings, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel something, it must be right. love. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and he, you know, like when he says, I know I lack affection and expressing my feelings, and then he kind of puts it on her to teach him. I right. want to change, teach me, you know, um, thoughts.
1: That's absolutely 100% true for a lot of men. And asking the woman, so you get there again, What I was just saying, if I grew up, saying the only emotions that I'm allowed to tap into are um, either anger uh, or, or happiness. I can't tap into anything else. So when I'm sad, I got to switch that up into anger. Or I got to pretend like I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm not connected to my emotions. So I'm, I'm emotional immature. I don't know what to do with that. And I right. can't connect with the woman who is emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. And, and she's to, to some men, they feel like she's the extreme because she's just showing her emotions. Like, that's too much.
0: Right. I don't know <laughs> what
1: to do. So he can stay in a relationship and just provide, just like you said. So I'm committed to the act as opposed to the person or the relationship or my emotions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's on point. It's
0: um, on point. it's like I'm not even about to get into person. Like when this song came out, and mm-hmm. I've always been one of those people that really listens to the lyrics of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I was going through, I kind of used these lyrics to justify how I was being treated. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You don't know, um. Okay. So let me, let me, let me work with you. Right. Let me, let me teach you. So then in the chorus, he says, teach me how to love you. Show me the way to surrender my heart. Girl, I'm so lost. Teach me how to love, how I can get my emotions involved. Teach me, show me how to love, show me the way to surrender. Oh, sorry. Teach me how to love. Oh shit! I didn't even realize the shit repeated. Okay, <laughs> um, but he keeps saying, you know, teach me, teach me. So for one, I think it's important that we know we as women know how we want to be loved and make sure that we understand what love means to ourselves. So that's just that's just a sidebar to my bitches. Like this is why it's important because some women think that getting beat up on or shit like that is okay right. and and so as long as he's doing that then that means he loves you because he's riled up and, and so anyway um, but I felt like it showed kind of like the manifestation of the conditioning like mm. how how he's saying like I, I don't know hell tell me how to love you
1: right
0: and right. and I, we'll go from there which like it's <laughs>
1: So I I think it's two sides of that. Like everything you're saying and he's saying, but the truth is that we need to be teaching each other how to love each other the way that we need to be um, taught how to love, right? So I know how to love, but I didn't know how to love my wife until I got to know her because what worked on the last one might not work for her. So I'm learning from my wife how to love her the the same way she's learning how to love me. But I already have the emotional uh, capacity and understanding to say, "All right, I can sense when something is off, and I can talk about when I'm feeling off."
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's important mm-hmm. um, because I was just looking at it like, as long as I know how to love myself, then sure. And that's kind of, I think, how I, um, how my early on self kind of felt about. The relationship I was in when this came, like, okay, mm-hmm. let me let me how do I want to be loved to show you? And I, hell, I don't know, but mm-hmm. even still, now in my marriage, I know that my husband needs to be loved a certain way mm-hmm. that's um keen to him and right. nobody else, you know, <laughs> right, right, right? There is no general, um, um, so then he has a bridge and he says. Ain't nobody ever took the time to try to teach me what love was but you. And I ain't never trust nobody enough to let them tell me what to do. Teach me how to really show it and teach me how to really love you because I'm willing to let go of my fears about all that I'm serious about all that I've said. I want to love you with all of my heart. Show me where to start. Um, so I feel like when he says... Ain't nobody ever t- tried took the time to try to teach him again. The the conditioning that's done, and then not having the love, you know what I'm saying. The the teachings of self love and and a healthy relationship and stuff. Um, I have seen that you made a post on Instagram. Um, it was and it was like, dear son, and you apologized to your son for certain relationships that you had and bringing him around. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I read that, I kind of, the two kind of tangoed because Mm -hmm. we don't, uh, you know, as parents, maybe we don't do certain things and then our actions are just as unhealthy.
1: Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I, I definitely, I, I just knew that he shouldn't have met and a lot of people didn't need to meet him. Right? And I, I asked myself, what example am I setting for him um, or I showing him? I'm in these relationships. Whether they were healthy in front of him or not, it's, it's with more than one person. Mm-hmm. So he's seeing this, this cycle without the committed or without the end goal of the marriage. So I'm like, I'm saying I, I love this person. I'm saying I'm doing this. We're spending time together. We're having fun in front of his face, and all of a sudden they're gone. So, what does that tell him? Right. (laughs) So (laughs) I had to. um, And that's why I put the other question. I said, you know, we need to ask our children, what are they learning from us about relationships?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when when I go pick them up, I'm about to say, yo, what did what was I teaching you? What did you learn and what are you seeing now? Mm -hmm. And even with your mother, like, what did you learn about the relationship I had with your mother? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because that's important, too.
0: Yeah. You're always so deep. Gosh. <laughs> um, so, given kind of these stereotypes that we can uh, raise our sons and also our daughters with, because uh-huh. um, I saw a lot of myself in those lyrics, um, both sides of the coin, um, how important would you say is being equally yoked? Emotionally and domestically, kind of going back to the first quote, and you know, then these this song where he's saying, "Teach me, cause I don't know no better." <laughs> <So>. Yeah, yeah.
1: I <laughs> always, um, I don't know. The, the equally yoke is is very interesting because I think we have to be available, like because we can have difference, but if we're able to adjust to the other person, then we can be okay. Like if we have balance. Like if someone is more than the other, is that okay? Because people say like, we gotta be equally the yolk. Everything gotta be the same. Like, you gotta feel the way I feel. You gotta, you know, live the way I live. You gotta cook the way I cook, clean. But that's that's not always true because you're not dating yourself. So I think it's important to be available to be, to to adjust, to shift in that relationship. But the, of course the principles and the, the, that needs to be aligned, right? So, but I, I you can say to a person, like, this doesn't work for me. Because again, if you're learning about that person, you're learning from that person, then things will shift and change. So I think that's that's more being open um, and available is more important than the idea of yoke because equally yoke because you got that plan in your head and the moment you see something that's different, you're like, I'm out. Right. And that's a, that's a conversation.
0: Yeah, that's true. And sometimes, I mean, um, it's okay absolutely to both be a work in progress as I think realistically most of us are Mm -hmm. um but sometimes a a work in progress is like a project and you find you know like you find that sometimes people um work up the person that they're with like I, I was friends with somebody that was every person she dated there was that need to build that person up that, you know, they needed to get a job or a better one or a promotion or something, you know, it was just always that need to, to build somebody up. Um, and and instead of that, maybe those are red flags where this person is a project and we need to kind of walk away um, from, from these situations. And I think it, it's obvious in how a person treats you, like where you fall in priority list in their life. Right. And and it's important to, um, you don't have to be equally yoked, but you damn sure don't have to raise nobody
1: either. <laughs> like,
0: All right. All right. Yeah. What are some um, like red flags when it is starting to become a project or, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's time to, to walk away.
1: I think inconsistency, also abuse in any shape, form, or fashion. I neglect when somebody is not um, present for you. Um, if they're constantly taking, 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 and not giving. Um, somebody that's not present, somebody that's, um, oh man, that's so many red flags. Uh, somebody who's who's dishonest yeah um again abusive somebody who steals right. red flags like and, and also we also have red flags too so we need to acknowledge ours i think sometimes when we pick projects because it fulfills something in yes. us so i think we need to monitor that because we're always looking for a project the project needs to be ourselves on why we're always picking the project
0: exactly that's the truth yeah because um uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the the upside to music's um, song is that he's saying, teach me. So somebody that's willing to, you know what I'm saying, admit that, hey, I'm not okay and sure. I want to love you right. <clears throat> teach me how to be this better person. Mm. Like, and it can be some basic things. Like in the first interview I did, she was talking about, she knows 25 year olds that don't know how to sort laundry. You <laughs> know, Like that's not a reason to necessarily break up with somebody, right. but I'm saying if it's been 10 years and now it's kind of gotten to the point where, oh, now I'm not going to do anything. Well, I feel like that's right. kind of a source of manipulation and, you know, yeah. abuse of something. And that's probably manifesting in other ways, you know, as well in the relationship. Like, mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm shit. Not everybody
1: want to change. Right. (laughs) That's that stubbornness. And, you know, I was speaking earlier we're talking about um, being available for change or just being um, present to change. And it was something else. I just had it, but I just lost it. Um, Being vulnerable, like it has to be a, a sense of safety to say, you know, am I willing to adjust for this person? Like what's keeping me in my place that I said I can't grow? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah there was the fear of growth right or oh, accountability a lot of a lot of people struggle with accountability and they reject it
0: mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> what y'all didn't see was my hand raised <laughs> um but it really everybody you know like little things that people ignore you know what I'm saying, can, can, like you said, be manifestations on what we need to work on within ourselves. Why are we so willing to tolerate this from this person? Why are we so, you know, ready to take this on, um, versus kind of addressing within ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, even, uh, even in the first quote, you know, um, as a, as a parent, What are we kind of instilling? What are the examples that we're setting for our kids? Mm And what's a healthy, you know, not even just relationships, just as a person, you know how how are you showing up uh, as that parent, as that single parent, or or whatever the role may be, because guardian, whatever the case. Yeah. Um. Thank you. You are welcome. So dope. Um. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share? on our um, on our conversation.
1: Yeah, keep going. That's what I want to share with you. Keep going. Uh, you're doing a dope job. like I said it's it's amazing and I, and I appreciate you for your work that you're doing and trust yourself this is good.
0: I appreciate you. No
1: problem. How
0: can the family keep in contact with you please drop your contact information, all the good places that you are.
1: Yes, you can find me on Boshe Williams on everything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't really be on Twitter like that, but um, YouTube, my website is Williams.com and that's B as in boy, A-S-H-E-A Williams. Um, also LinkedIn is Paul Boshe Williams. If you're looking for therapy, my website is heartsinmindcounseling.com. That's heartsinmindcounseling.com.
0: You are so dope. Thank you. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Family, I hope you enjoyed our conversation and I will catch you on the next one. Peace.